Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real podcast. Today's podcast is entitled, Can I Use You Wounded? And um, if I could take y'all back to a moment um, or season in my life, um, it was it was in 2011 and I went through one of the hardest times of my life. Like I didn't know, I didn't know which way to turn. I didn't know if I was coming or if I was going. I at that season of my life, I felt like I was so hopeless. I didn't, I didn't have any, any hope left to give or to even show or reveal. <laughs> and yet I was still called to do work. And in that moment, in that season of my life, I was thinking to myself, what do you do when you're the one um, who is considered the encourager and you're there for everybody else? And it seemed as if in that moment or in that season, that no one that I needed or no one that I poured into was actually available or attentive to where I was. And so in that season of my life, I felt empty and I felt dry and I felt desolate and I felt like, God, there's no way that you can even consider using me. And I never forget that as I cried, um, you know, that week or that day, God was, uh, consistently reminding me of who I was and you know when you're in those type of tears you really you don't you don't hear it to the fullness or you don't even believe it so I had gotten a phone call from a lady and she um said to me she was like you know hi this is so and so so and so and I was calling let me know that um you know we had a meeting the women at the church we had a meeting and we wanted to know if you would come and minister at this event you know and everything in me was saying no. My mind was saying no. My heart was saying no. My body was definitely saying no. But for some reason, my mouth would not utter those words. So I, I simply said to her, I said, if you'll just um, give me a moment, let me um, let me check the date and I'll give you a call back, um, you know, just to make sure that I'm actually free for that day. And uh, she she then went on to say to me, she was like, you know, well, we really need you to come. So if you can, please try. And she said, if you can't make it on that date, then I'll get with the ladies and we'll try to see if we can't rearrange the date. And I'm like, okay. And so I was like, well, okay, yes, ma'am. What I'll do is I'll give you a call back after, um, you know, after I check the date. Um, and so when I got off the phone with her, I said, you know, God, everything she's requesting from me, I need for myself. Like, I need you to fill me back up. I need you to give me I need you to refuel me because right now I'm empty and and I said well you know what God you know in the midst of my tears I said I I just can't go like that I can't minister to to nobody like this and 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 I'll just turn it down God and I'll just wait for another another opportunity to minister to your people but right now God I just I just need a breakthrough in my own life I was just welling out to God and let me just (laughs) Let me explain to you about my relationship with God. He allows me to be honest and and voice how I feel. And I, I make sure that I do it in the most respectful way. But I am so honest when I tell him of what I feel because that's the only way that I, that I know to go to him. And he said to me in those tears in the middle of my floor, I never forget where I was, the posture that I had. And my hands were out in worship and I'm just, I'm full of tears. And he said to me, he said, your calling has nothing to do with how you feel. 
and it surely has nothing to do with your present state or situation. Now, y'all, at this particular moment, I was thinking to myself, okay, God, now, I I don't know. And as the tears began to flow and I began to, you know, hyperventilating and all that stuff because I was just so overwhelmed with my wounds and with my hurt and with my pain. And God said to me, he said, I can still use you when your life is falling apart. He said, I can still use you when you're empty because I'm the one that will fill you back up. He said, I can still use you when your heart is in pieces. Because I'm the only one that can bring those things back together. He said, I can still use you when you don't have the answers. He said, because I am the answers. He said, I can still use you for the work that you said yes to. He said, I can still use you when others have talked about you and put, put their mouth on you. He said, I can still use you when the people I called you to don't necessarily agree with he said, but I'm wondering, is the work that I've given you based on condition? And I cried even more. <laughs> I did. See, condition is defined as premises upon which the fulfillment of agreement depends. And in that moment, I had to make a decision that regardless of how I felt, God can still use me. And the assignment that he's placed in my life, in my hands, has absolutely nothing to do with what I feel. But I'm questioning this in that moment. I'm thinking to myself, what do you do when it seems like your issues or your problems and your present circumstances are not addressed by God, yet God still requires the utilization of your gift? What do you do? Do you still make yourself available? The answer will always be yes. See, to drive a car with 45 miles left before empty is totally different than riding on fumes. Have you ever been riding on fumes trusting God for the next destination? <laughs> Has God ever challenged you in an area that you felt the most defeated in? Have you ever had to trust God for a promise he showed you and it seemed like the hell you've gone through or the hell that you're currently going through, it doesn't quite line up with what he showed you. Have you ever been the sounding voice for someone's mute situation, yet you have no sound for your own movement? See, all of this comes with a committed yes, not just your casual yes, not just your worldly yes not just your yes under you know uh pretense of everything going going well in your life this is only based on a committed yes a committed yes is regardless to what is before me regardless to how i feel regardless to what i see my yes is still the same to god even if i feel like he's failed me <laughs> see that's the part that we don't often see this is the part of ministry that's not always shown because our ability to show our scars can either cause people to turn to God or run from him. Have you ever been wounded and still had to had to preach? Have you ever been wounded and he still requires that you teach? Have you ever been wounded and you're still called to be the worship leader? You're still your children's mother. You're still your children's father. You're still your, the, your, your sibling's sister. You're still, um, 
your sibling's brother, you're still a grandchild, you're still a grandmother, you're still a grandfather, but yet you still have an assignment. See, all of this reminds me of the story of Job. See, Job had it all. He had a large family, he, he had wealth, and he was blessed beyond measures. He was living, you know, he was living what we would call now the good life, and it was all because of God. I mean, he had to be one of the richest men in, in, in his era. If you just just go to Job, the first chapter, verse two and three, you know, it'll, it'll give you a list of his wealth. But the verse I'm eager to read in your hearing is verse eight. See, it says, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. See, considered means to be noticed or to think about carefully. Honey, this was a meeting that Job was not privy to be a part of, yet it was a meeting about him. The things that are happening around you and the things that are happening around me, it, it, they're, it's not a shocker or a surprise to God. The things that are happening around us could very well be the thing God uses to get us back in place. But see, it's hard to see truth when you're wounded. It's hard to see hope when you're wounded. It's hard to see manna when there's a famine. <laughs> Something tells me that Job had to hope, even in the midst of losing, that if God allowed this to be removed from my life, then there's something greater he has ahead of me. I know we are in the midst of a shift that we've never experienced or encountered before, but there's purpose in your wounds. So I'm here to sound the alarm. I'm here to tell you to pick yourself up and hope for better. Pick yourself up and be reminded of what God said about you. Pick yourself up and stop complaining about the place that you're passing through because the only way that we fail is if we stay stuck in the same stagnant place. And while we're picking ourselves up, we've got to know why we're wounded. We've got to know who's there while we're wounded. We've got to understand what to do while we're wounded. See, when you're wounded, you know who's really there for you. Are you wounded? And everybody that you thought would be there are gone. Who was there when your husband walked out? Who was there when your husband left? Who was there when your wife no longer wanted to submit? Who was there when your child came to you in a rebellious state. Who was there for you when you were homeless? Who was there when you lost everything? The time to check your friendship list is not when you have everything going right, but it's when you're wounded. I'm here to tell you to get back in the game because although it may seem like you've lost everything, not all is lost. 
God is the only one that I know that can still use what you have left. So get back in the game. Because God can still use you while you're wounded.